GrowCFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using GrowCFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the GrowCFO show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and today I've got Chris Fry, who is the CFO of Sister. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hi, Kevin. Thank you very much for having me. So, Chris, CFO of Sister. Who is Sister? Um, Sister is a, it's an independent content company um, that was founded by Jane Featherston in uh, the UK to, to produce TV shows. So it produced Chernobyl, um, produces The Split and a number of other high-profile scripted TV shows. Um, it was broadened out into a global um, independent content company when uh, Liz Murdoch came together with Jane and with Stacey Schneider, who was a, a US uh, film executive, um, to, to, to create the, the global sister business. So we now have the UK business producing TV programs. Um, we have the US studio, um, which will soon be producing film and TV projects. And we also have um, partnerships and investments with other um, IP businesses, um, whether that be in the publishing space, comic books, podcasts, animation studio, documentaries like music. So it's really an IP um, business with you know, the idea that um, a good idea can come from anywhere. Fantastic. Wow. And I must admit, I'm impressed that that is your company behind Chernobyl, because that, that is one of my favourite bits of television of the last few years. It was wonderful. Yeah, an act, a fantastic show and, and obviously a um, what it rated well, was reviewed well um, and, and well awarded. And, and the team couldn't be more proud of that programme, I think. So it was excellent. So, so Chris, C CFOs come in many different shapes and sizes and do many different things. In a company like Sister, what are the, what are the roles and responsibilities of a CFO? So I sit at the group level. So we, so as I talked through there, we obviously have the beating heart of Sister, which is the production businesses, which have... Um, you know, which in the UK have, has its own finance director or head of finance um, and uh, soon to be in the US too, alongside all of our investment companies, I sit at the group level. So that kind of consolidated level um, where we're working across all of those companies to help to help grow them. Um, most of them are, are startup or, or early or scale up businesses. So the role of the CFO here really is to is to help those businesses grow uh, and take advantage of, um, of of the fantastic people and ideas that they have, and trying to scale those businesses. Fantastic! So that puts you one step removed from the the production of the the, the accounting numbers, which I, right. I guess is down to the FDs of the individual companies, and so on. And uh, so, in in doing that role at group level, what are your biggest challenges? Other than the time zone difference between London okay. and LA, I think that's probably the, the, yeah, I the, can imagine. the, the single uh, the single business work. Um, but it requires a a, a degree of dexterity um, that to work across all of these different businesses. I've worked in TV for fifteen years now, and um, and and love it, and um, know a bit about it. But it's it's 
you know, it's a it's a constant <clears throat> learning for me to be working in the podcast space or comic book space or animation animation or documentary. So it's being able to dial into what um, one of our partner companies needs at any moment in time and then dial out and dive straight back into something else versus being the local FD where you have ownership of a balance sheet and a PNL and a cash flow and are very much embedded with the rest of the team um, and you're you're running in your lane alongside the commercial director, the CEO, the head of content, whatever it may be, and there's kind of a singular purpose, um, which is you know, deliver, in that instance delivering a TV, whereas here um, in a group role, you're, you're working with lots of different businesses. You're not in any of them, but you're working alongside um, Lots of them. So I, I guess a big challenge is to to keep up to speed with what's going on in each of those companies all at the same time. Yeah, and 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 learning to be um, the right jigsaw piece for their jigsaw, right? And that those they come in different shapes and sizes. Some businesses need you to be one thing, and some businesses need you to be the other, and some businesses need a lot of you, and some businesses don't. And mm. um, learning when to jump in and help, learning when to say yes, learning when to say no, um, learning when to just let things go and, and watch on um, is, you know, that's part of the interest, enjoyment, excitement, challenge of it, I think. Yeah. So, Chris, before we explore that a little bit further, how, how did you get to where you are now? What, what got you to that group role? And I guess that one day a long time ago, you, you received a piece of paper that said you were a qualified accountant. But, did. Uh, You're never more marketable than the day you received that. And I was lucky it was pre the, pre the GFC. And um, it, it, was, it was a great time to be a newly qualified accountant because there was lots of opportunity out there. Um, yep. Yeah, so I, I graduated. I worked at um, a couple of different places, but Fujitsu Services. And I was on the graduate program there. Um, which was wonderful, a really excellent facilitated program um, that gave you a breadth of skills. And, and it was where I learned to do, learned, learned, you know, got my accounting qualification. Um, but also I was able, lucky enough to do some roles in, in strategy and be the bag man to the CEO for a year. So I did a couple of different things alongside finance, which I really enjoyed. Um, but having qualified, it was time to do something new, and I was lucky enough to, to um, land a role at a business called Shine, which at the time was a just a UK TV production company founded by Liz Murdoch. That um, MasterChef was its biggest brand, still is, uh, and that business uh, was a business that scaled really rapidly. And I was really fortunate to join it before it came a group. I was the first group finance. Um, higher uh, into that group and it, it you know expanded from a UK only production company to a consolidated UK group to then UK US then the Nordics then Australia France Germany um, and I was able to lucky enough to work with a, with all of those companies um, and also have some stints in both um, America for a year and then latterly in Australia for seven years so I went to Australia um, with that business, which then merged, uh, which was um, which was something that I worked on and, and led down in Australia and had a wonderful time in Australia. Um, 
not having been a, a kind of line FD CFO for a number of years there in Australia and having enjoyed every minute of it, it was time to do something different. And this opportunity came up to work at Sister as the group was being um, built. Uh, and whereas before I joined the group having, as a newly qualified accountant, now I was able to join a group having had a, you know, some, some international experience in the rollout of a group um, and uh, very much jumped at the opportunity. Yeah, and I, I know with it within Grow CFO, we've got our future CFO program, and uh, a lot of people in there feel that there's a, a glass ceiling that's kind of they want the CFO role, but every CFO role needs experience. They haven't got the experience. How do they get it? So you're you you're very much in that position that you got the experience by getting into the company at a lower level, and it was growing so fast you grew with it. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. I was I was extremely fortunate to join a company at that point where your career's at its you know the, it, its most acute angle of you learning and gaining experience and, and moving your way up at the same time that a company was. So um, I would there was always opportunity. There was always the ability to ask questions. There was always um, work above your station, certainly above my station at that time, for for you to 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 try and complete and and do a good job on and. Uh, it was just a, a fantastic learning experience. So um, I was I was very fortunate, um, but you know I was also able to to take on different roles and um, and and kind of leverage that into the into into the next one. I, I think that really is one of the key things into into climbing the career ladder. Is that look for those bits of work that are a little bit above your station and just try and grab hold of them and do it. Yeah, I think that's right, and and and, um, and and using your influence, right? There's power and influence. So you're given your power, and, your, and that comes with your job, and that's fine. And you have a certain set of tasks, but how can you exert your influence? How can you make relationships with people? How can you build those relationships? How can you sustain those relationships? How do you um, how do you provide value over and above what it is that's required of you? But, um, and people will remember. People, you know, good good people, good leaders, good managers will remember good people. It's the first thing, isn't it, about building a team? Is to is to build the right team. So people who are thinking about um, people and careers, and that was one thing shined through brilliantly. It was it actively managed people who they thought, um, could, you know, could. Um, could grow and 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 excel in with those opportunities, and uh, you know, and I'm very much thankful that that I was able to take advantage of that. Brilliant, brilliant. So, Chris, you you got all the way to Sister. We've talked already about some of the challenges of of that role at Sister, but you you were the one of the founder members of our, our very first cohort in Grow CFO of the the CFO program. What what attracted you to to coming along and joining the CFO program? When I was in Australia, I uh, was my first time as a as a CFO, and um, much like most CFOs, and it's it's a known thing, the CFO role can be lonely, and the first time CFO yep. job can both can be lonely and uh, you know and scary at the same time, right? You. Um, and, yeah. And I was in Australia um, where I had a network, but not the same network that I had back in the UK. So um, I was, you know, I actively looked for 
um, uh, a group there and found one and there was an excellent facilitated um, CFO group there. So when I came back to the UK, taking on a different role, um, I had absolutely the intent to, to try and seek out the same thing. It was then locked down during a new job in a very, you know, and it was a very difficult time, of course, for everyone for lots of different reasons, um, least of which work, but, um, it, you know, actively sought it out and was connected with Dan and um, really quizzed Dan actually on, on what the purpose of this was and why I found that Australian experience so enriching um, and was really actively looking to try and do the same thing in the UK, which is, you know, really provide a structured framework for CFOs to come together um, in a Chatham House Rules environment and share their issues, share their thoughts, um, share the problems. And then, you know, the other CFOs in that groups can say, oh, I've come across that, or have you thought about this? Or, no, I totally understand. Wow, that's a, that must be really challenging. But to have that um, shared safe space um, to enable conversation was, I found, really um, powerful actually and so was was keen to do the same here brilliant brilliant so the the grow cfo cfo mm -hmm. program is run by one of our professional mentors so there's a little bit more than just the cfos in there sharing with each other yep how, how does the mentoring angle work for you so that was why so that that wasn't the case in the australian um uh, group I was in but the, but that's what's really good about this one because you have both right so you have yeah. Catherine who brings um, obviously a, a huge amount of knowledge but also a fantastic set of modules that provide a framework um, across a six-month period to enable and facilitate that discussion in the first place right so that that's a that's a great way of 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 um, yeah, facilitating a discussion and and actually improving your skill set as a CFO, whether the different modules talk to, you know, whether it's data, whether it's being a business partner, whether it's influence, whether it's working as part of a board or whatever it may be. Um, to have that and also the discussion with the CFOs and just making connections is, um, is great. Brilliant. So you are part of the very first group. And we, we set that group up as a, as you mentioned, they're a six-month program. Now, I believe that you're one of the catalysts, Chris, in trying to take that, that group forward and keep it running beyond the six months. What, what are you finding so useful about it that you, you want to extend? Um, well, I think, firstly, Catherine did a great job in, in facilitating it. So that... that um, and also, Dan, in bringing together a group of CFOs. So I think the reason why I hope and believe that that group will stand the test of time is because of the people in it and their, their desire to want to spend dedicated time, carving time out um, to, to, you know, um, improve their knowledge, um, uh, help other CFOs, um, so, uh, you know, I, th I think that there's absolutely a desire for, for that to, to, to keep going. And, and I think the, the, the answers that you get and the discussion is helped by 
having longer relationships with these people um, than just uh, a week or a month or a few months. I think that it will be enriched by that that core group of CFOs and people will you know people will come and go of course as they change roles or um, as may be but to, to be able to keep a, a core group together I think you would get I think it would you know really help across the medium to long term brilliant so Chris you've had an exciting career so far you've been to Australia you moved into a, an initial CFO role out there. You've come back to the UK. You're in the group CFO role at Sister. Where do you think Chris Fry is going to be in five to 10 years' time? Um, I've no idea. I think uh, look, I love, I, um, I've never set out with a plan that you have to be here by then. I've never once had a piece of paper and drawn a line on it and said, this, this is where it needs to be. I think... Um, I love what I do now and I'm greatly um, thankful to be at Sister and brought into the long-term vision of it. So I think that, you know, long may that continue. Um, As, you know, I I actually don't spend, (laughs) maybe I should, I don't spend any time thinking about um, what next or where I need to get to by a certain point. Um, I just look at the experiences that I'm gaining and the people that I'm working with and the quality of the people that, I'm working with um, on a on a given day to day, and and as long as that, um, and I think it will, um, you know, be the case that all of those things are in place for the next few years, then I see no, you know, there'll be no reason to do anything different. Yeah, I, I like that, I and mean, I, I must admit personally that I I never really plan very much, and, and much more than what are my objectives for the next quarter. So if you plan longer than that, you, you've got no idea what's on the horizon. And I remember at the start of the pandemic, this guy called Dan Wells had been stalking me on LinkedIn. And I thought I'd, I'd just finished my last face-to-face consulting meeting with a, a client. I was sitting in Costa Coffee. But better give Dan a ring back. Yeah. I didn't realise that two years on that uh, I'd be COO of Grow CFO. We'd be working together. We'd be expanding a business. Now, you just don't know what's what's down the road and putting things like that on a piece of paper, I think is very, very difficult. And I think for both of us, it sounds very much as long as the roles challenge us, we're enjoying it. It's keeping the grey matter going and, we're, and it's it's a little bit exciting. Well, yeah, it's great. Why, why, why have a plan on a piece of paper? Yeah, I think as long as the... Um it's about the lived experience, isn't it? That you, yeah. you that you're enjoying who you're working with, that you um, feel energized by them and then by you, that you feel like you're being challenged and stretched. Well, you know, when you're, you're excited and curious and interested to come to work, then that's, yeah. that's enough. That's it. I, I sometimes think well, if I won, if I won the lottery at the weekend, would I still do this? I probably would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a lot it's a lot it's a long career and a long life, isn't it? And you want to, yeah. to fill it with um with you know with good work and good relationships. Um and you know, so uh, you know, I don't think a, a particular bit of money would, would make a difference. Yeah. So thinking about the CFO program and, and having a mentor, Chris, what would be your advice to a, a new CFO who's 
perhaps just struggling a little bit with confidence and trying to get to grips with what the CFO role is all about? Uh, what would I say? Don't forget why um, you were chosen. I think confidence and that imposter syndrome comes more naturally to a CFO than it would a more commercial sales type person who are used to um, you know, operating in a different way. We're, we're used to making sure that we get things right and get them right first time. That comes with the, with the training, that comes with not misstating any numbers or any, anything. So I think there's a natural um, affinity to, to want to look inwards and think that you don't have what it takes or that you don't have the confidence. But um, I think in most cases, people do, right? There's a reason why they've been chosen. Most CEOs are, uh, are very good at their jobs and pick, pick the right people. And so take confidence in the fact that you've been chosen. And that's the first thing. And then the second thing is to make sure you have the right team. Yeah. Because if you don't, that, that is the absolute limiting factor. You've, you've, if you try and do things yourself, you are limited to the number of hours that you can put in in any given week. So to make sure that you recruit and retain um, and incentivize and provide a you know great work um, experience for the for your for your team is the number one thing. Yeah, would you recommend that person to get a mentor? Definitely, absolutely. I think um, again, a, a career is career is a long a long journey. Um, and I think having people by your side for particular periods of time throughout that journey is, is incredibly helpful, right? You need, you know, especially as we've talked about in these type of CFO roles, you need a sounding board. You need someone um, sometimes to talk to. Uh, and I think, I certainly think a, men a mentor's um, pretty helpful for that. Mm. Chris, brilliant. Thank you very much for being this week's guest on the Grow CFO Show. Thanks, Kevin. It was um, it was lovely to chat to you.